Welcome to hour number two. I'm Jim Rome, or it might be hour number one for you, depending on where you live and how you access the program. Nice to have you here. We've had Bill Self on for the first time in quite some time. I thought something else very interesting that he said was regarding the portal. And he said, I said, are you energized by the changes in the game, or are you kind of frustrated? He said, both. Both. He said, the good thing about the portal is, I know within two or three weeks after getting a guy what I have. The hard thing about the portal is you have to constantly re-recruit your own. But I thought the first point that he made, and I know the second point, of course, but I thought the first point was really interesting. He's like, hey, I know. You know, it used to be that you would recruit guys and you'd have them for a few years and develop them accordingly, and now we don't have that. However, the flip side of that is, instead of having a guy for two or three years, now I can have a guy for two or three weeks and know what I have. So that's energizing. That's good. Thought that was really interesting. So good to have him. We're going back to back from Bill Self to the manager of the LA Dodgers. He is now entering his ninth season there. He led them to a world championship in 2020. He has won seven NL West divisional titles, including the last two years, three National League pennants, the 2016 National League Manager of the Year, and as a player, he played 10 years in the bigs with the Guardians, Dodgers, Red Sox, Padres, Giants. Of course, he won a World Series as a player with the Red Sox. I am talking about Dave Roberts. Dave, my guy, spring is upon us. How you feeling, Dave? Oh, Romy, man, it's good to be back uh, on with you, catch up. And, uh, yeah, <clears throat> so spring training is uh, off and running, and we got a little bit of a week's a head start uh, on everyone. Uh, we're going to be going to Seoul, uh, South Korea, to play the Padres for two exhibition games. So uh, excited about that. And, uh, and obviously the Dodgers had a huge uh, offseason season. And so it's been quite the, uh, the buzz here in Glendale, Arizona. You're way ahead of me, brother. I know it. I'm going to ask you about all those things. Let me backtrack for one thing, Dave. I love chopping it up with you, but especially in February, which has become a tradition of sorts. A year ago, you told us about your trip to London and enjoying martinis across the pond. It does not get any better than that, or does it? How was your off season, and what did you get into this time around? So, uh, you know, what's funny is I didn't jump the pond this past winter, uh, stayed, uh, stayed, uh, in, in, uh, in our country, went to a, did a nice trip, uh, Blackberry Farm, a place with my wife and a good buddy of mine, a college roommate of mine from UCLA and, um, stayed local, played a lot of golf. Um, and, uh, you know, where I was around because it had to be because uh, there was a lot of courting and recruiting going on, uh, this winter. So ultimately it was a fantastic winter and, Obviously, for, for myself, for Dodger fans, it was a lot longer uh, than we're used to. So uh, let's make it a much shorter offseason this coming year. Dave Roberts joining us. I know exactly what you mean by that. I think that's kind of funny. There was some courting going on. Hey, Dave, remember when the media asked you about Shohei and you, you actually answered the question and everybody freaked out? And I'm like, what the hell was the guy supposed to do? What? Did, looking back on that, it's comedic now did it feel funny in the moment what did you make of that whole thing you know what i just sort of live in a world of common sense and for us to for anyone to think that we weren't meeting or all these other teams weren't meeting them makes complete is complete nonsense and um you know i think that it was manifested from a writer who said this that if something was leaked or talked about then it was going to kill the deal which actually in talking to show hey that was that couldn't be further from the truth 
And so uh, he landed where he was supposed to be, where he wanted to be. And uh, us as the Dodgers, we couldn't be uh, happier and more excited. And to watch him on the day-to-day, Romy, it's something really, really special. I think that's tremendous. You live in a world of common sense. It's harder and harder to find that world, but I agree with you, Dave. Dave Roberts joining us. So what is that like to see him day-to-day? I mean, there's taking a big swing or two, and then there's what the Dodgers did in the offseason, starting with the signing of Shohei. What's the early experience been like for you seeing him work and do and get his work in? So I I never obviously got to see Michael, um, got to see Kobe, or uh, Tiger up close and personal. But everything I've heard from these guys is, you know, everything they do is so intentional and with a purpose. And, you know, getting yourselves in uncomfortable spots and outworking everyone. And then you take that with the talent, and it just makes these guys, you know, the greatest of all time at their craft. And and I think that, uh, and obviously you can put Brady in that category too. So watching Shohei in this short sample you know, the eight paces every single time he starts his flip work or short toss in the batting cage, the the T being the exact same height, the T being one inch in front of home plate every day, the same amount of swings. The precision is unbelievable. And then you start to appreciate, you know, why and how this guy is so talented. And even in his first live BP yesterday, you know, homers to dead center field. So, uh, you know, the great ones are great. Dave Roberts joining us. The great ones are great. Even watching him from afar, Dave, just seeing the way the ball comes off his bat, it's just unbelievable, man. It's just different, right? It, it's different. And I think that, um, you know, he's so obviously he's physical, but, and I say fast, he's faster than everyone because if you watch the way his body turns, uh, it reminds me really of how Barry Bonds used to turn on the baseball and how his body would turn. And the difference is a guy that can turn with so much power and torque and create torque. Um, and can be so efficient with the move. And that's what separates, you know, guys that try with a lot of effort and that are not efficient and guys that can do it with efficiency with the speed and the power. And, uh, you know, his barrel accuracy is very good. And when he hits it, uh, like you said, Romy, it, it's just a different sound. Talking to Dodgers manager Dave Roberts. I love that. So, Dave, we know how ruthless the business of pro sports can be. That said, how gratifying was it for you personally to see the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw come to terms on a one-year deal, given all that he has meant to that franchise? I mean, how weird would it have been to see him wearing somebody else's uniform? It just wouldn't have been right. And, uh, you know, this day and age in sports, you don't see – uh, players go wire to wire uh, in their careers with one with one team, and so obviously Clayton um, is an iconic Dodger first ballot Hall of Famer uh, going to be, and um, so just to know that we've got him coming back, I think that it was a big exhale for for ownership, the fans, everyone in our clubhouse, and uh, he's taking care of business uh, in Texas right now. I think he's going to join us, uh, come to Camelback Ranch here. I think on March third and then be with us until we leave for Seoul, and then he's going to be around until he's ready to go. So uh, I personally uh, couldn't be more excited to have him, and, and that's the, that just seems right, doesn't it? It does seem right. It absolutely seems right. Just like it seems all wrong to think that he might have gone someplace else. Dave, what about, like, Otani, of course, is not the only Japanese star that you added. The team also signed Yoshinobu Yamamoto. How's his initial adjustment been? I know it's early, but how has his initial adjustment to MLB been? And how would you describe his stuff? Because from this chair where I'm sitting, it looks disgusting. I mean, he looks filthy. Yeah, it's filthy. And I think that... uh 
As far as the stuff, I, I think the comp, because a lot of people like the, you know, comparables, I think it's kind of Zach Granke in his prime as far as, you know, the command, uh, the different pitch mix, uh, the velocity. And obviously, Zach has had a great career, uh, even with the velocity kind of tapering down. So I think that in his prime, that's kind of the stuff. We'll see how it plays out because obviously Zach was a very uh, intelligent pitcher. Uh, as far as the acclimation, the assimilation, it's been great. Um, I think having Shohei here um, and having a lot of Japanese support has made it more comfortable for him. And Yoshi's done a great job of trying to embrace the language. You know, so every day he's trying to learn different phrases and um, he's very uh, joyful. Um, I think he has a certain different personality personality than Shohei. Uh, not a bad thing. He's just very joyful. And, you know, that live BP, I'm just amazed at guys that can come from another country and have all eyes on him, his teammates included, watch. And that has to be pressure. And the way he responded was pretty exciting for all of us. I think that's great. I think that is a really interesting observation. Like, But he's joyful, right? He's joyful. And so he's got a different personality. You've got a lot of different personalities. You've got these marquee names. I can't even run through them all, Dave. But... There's so much talent on that team, but having played the game and having managed the game as long as you have, you know, talent does not guarantee anything. Not to dust off some super old cliche, but if they're leaving the clubhouse in 25 different cabs, that's not a good thing, and they're probably not playing in October. In other words, chemistry matters. What is the early overall vibe and dynamic like surrounding the team? I think the early dynamic vibe is uh, hunger, um, focus. And I think, you know, we've lost six straight playoff games, um, not to kind of add that burden to the new guys that have come, but the Dodgers in general, we haven't done anything in a few years. We hadn't won since 2020. Um, so certainly talent uh, doesn't win a World Series. So I think that for us, you know, you take the talent. Shohei didn't come. Yoshinobu didn't come here. Teoscar, you know, to, to not win a championship. So, uh, obviously, ownership went out and did their part. So, we got to go out there and win the last game. So, that's kind of the focus right now. And, obviously, you know, there was talk about, you know, it's everyone's World Series when they play us. And I think for us, Romy, the mindset is to flip it and go out there and hunt, you know. And other coaches have used that kind of analogy before. And, you know, we're going to be on the hunt this year and, you know, take down our opponents. Really interesting to flip that mindset like that. Dave Roberts joins me for another moment or two. You know, I think part of it is, you know, the postseason in and of itself, I'm not using this as an excuse for you or anybody else, but it can be a crapshoot. It can be a crapshoot regardless. Like, take Mookie Betts. There's no doubt. We're talking about a guy who's got a Hall of Fame resume, but he's gone a combined two for 25 over the past couple of postseasons. Is that just a product of, look, it's the postseason. This can happen. Or do you think maybe he wanted it so badly that as great as he is, did he press at all? You know, that's interesting. I, I think there's a combo. I, I think that more importantly, uh, baseball and hitting is hard. Uh, it, it was uh, certainly a small sample. Um, I, and I also do believe that when you're a superstar, the expectation on you personally uh, is elevated. So I think that um, he really cares. Um, so I think that certainly that can be a detriment, certainly in, in a sport like baseball that is so finite. Um, as far as, you know, soft skills, as far, you know, um, so I think there's a little bit of that. Um, so I, but also it, it's, it's all of us, you know, I think that we still got to pitch well and we still got to hit well, we still got to defend. And I think baseball, and like you said, not to make any excuse, but it is a crapshoot. And I think that 
You know, the season is 162. It's a longer sample. Uh, but when you're playing in a short series, it's a team that's hot, and you see that every single year. Uh, that's what kind of uh, makes us keep coming back for more. But, uh, you know, we're going to do our best uh, this year to be that last team and get hot at the right time. I mean, isn't that one of the biggest questions, Dave, of all sports? Like, you want to peak at the right time, but you can't force that, right? You can't just decide, all right, now is the time to peak. But then again, it looked like the Chiefs did when they won the Super Bowl. Like, it looked like they flipped the switch in the postseason because the postseason Chiefs were a very different team than the regular season Chiefs. I mean, do you buy that? Can you flip the switch? I, I don't. I, I do believe that uh, Andy Reid and his staff and, you know, you got Patrick uh, running things that, you know, the last couple of years, you know, they start off slow and then they just sort of start ramping it up. And, you know, you keep a team like that in the game and they're going to find ways to make plays. So um, I, I wish I could say you could flip the switch because if that was the case, then we would have flipped the switch the last couple of years. So, yeah, right. Um, you know, we're going to keep trying uh, and uh, keep preparing. But, uh, yeah, that flipping of the switch, I just have a hard time believing that. I don't buy it. I don't think you can. I think the Chiefs somehow did, but I don't think generally you can. I think either they did, Dave, or they have Patrick Mahomes. There's that, right? That's right. He's the manager of the Dodgers entering his ninth year, and it's going to be a really fascinating year for L.A. They've had an enormous offseason, but the regular season and then obviously the postseason are what matter most. Dave, appreciate you. Appreciate the friendship. Appreciate our February tradition. Great to get caught up, my guy. I'll talk to you really soon. You're my guy, Romy. Take care. Have a great summer, and we'll see you soon. You got it. Appreciate you. Skip, Dave Roberts joining us. Best guy ever. Period. Best guy ever. Full stop. Best guy ever. Full stop. I love Dave Roberts. I will always love Dave Roberts. So I always back Dave Roberts. All right, so do what you do with that. Back to back, Bill Self, Dave Roberts. That's how you do it. Phone lines are open, and I'm looking for some reaction. 1-800-636-8686. Hit me up on the X platform at Jim Rome. Email me at Rome, R-O-M-E, at haveatake.com. I do have an update on Rick Pitino. Man, he's not walking any of it back. He's not apologizing for any of it. In fact, he's being pretty clear about what did I say? What did I do? Who, wh- what did I do? What did I say? I didn't rip anybody. I mean, my man, if you're going to go that hard, you better double down. I actually kind of respect it. So that's coming up too. Take a short time out, and then we'll come right back. Hey, I want to talk to you about a brand new partner we have. I want to talk to you about a brand new sponsor that I'm extremely hyped about. It's called Prize Picks. Prize Picks. America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. I am one of them. I have already started to play. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it is just you against the numbers. There are no sharks, no competitive leagues. All you do is pick more or less. That's it. More or less on two to six player stat projections, and then watch the winnings roll in. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Turn 10 bucks into $1,000 plus quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players, sports, and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. I hit MMA over the weekend. I hit the NBA All-Star game. You should start playing. Over 3 million sports fans have already signed up. I am one of them. 
Download the Prize Picks app today. Use the code Rome R O M E. You want to do that so you'll get a first deposit match of up to one hundred bucks. That's code Rome R O M E on Prize Picks for a deposit match of up to one hundred bucks. Do it. Get in there, and then we'll talk about our picks on the air. It's a good community, a really good community. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You do have to be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. You're listening to The Jim Rome Show. Welcome back. All right, so let me reset a couple of things. Nice to have you here. Start calling. We've done the interview portion of the program. Two really good interviews, two big names. Start calling. We had Bill Self. We had Dave Roberts. And now you can go ahead and get up in here. one 636 This one says, Jim, I forgot or forget which bag it is that always calls in and rips on Dave Roberts all the time. They sound just like Steeler bags. Dave is a great manager. It's super hard to win the chip in any league. I would take him in a heartbeat. Ian in the natty. It's not just one bag that does that. It's multiple bags that do that. Multiple bags and one brilliant guy. I afraid he. It's a lot of anti-Dave Roberts sentiment, which I don't get. I think the guy's a damn good manager. I think he's a great clubhouse presence. I think guys love him. I think guys want to play for him. I think that he motivates, for instance. I'm not saying it's the most genius thing in the world, but I like this. I like that he said, you know, the bullseye's always on our back. We're always the ones that everybody's coming for. We're flipping that mindset. We're going to hunt this year. We're the ones going hunting. I like him. And you know what every athlete I know, every athlete that I know when talking about a coach says almost the same thing about the coaches they respect, admire, and play the hardest for. The guys they like the most are the guys who are consistent. They know what they're going to get every single day. You know what you're going to get every single day from Dave Roberts? Unbelievable positivity. You're going to get that. That that was not a jungle thing. That was a Dave Roberts thing. I've known him for years. I interviewed Dave when he played. He's always been like that. He'll always be like that. That's not a spring training thing. That's not, hey, look at what we did in the offseason. Are you kidding me? You think that guy's not feeling pressure? So many of you bags are on him. You know, World Series or bust. Believe me, he knows. He acknowledged it. He said, we haven't won in a while. We know. We know. I love the guy. All right, so great. You're going to get rid of Dave Roberts. (laughs) Never mind that they haven't played a spring training game yet, really. But who are you going to replace him with? Who's better? I love the guy. And there's way more than one bag. All right? Dave Roberts. Look at this. Dave Roberts. I live in a world of common sense. Also, Dave Roberts. I know you're at 110 pitches, Kershaw. But get me three more outs so we don't get swept in the NLDS. Signed, Venereal D in the fee. 
See what I mean? There's always going to be that kind of hate. And no matter how much hate there is, he's always upbeat. He's always positive. He never lashes out. He's consistent. Hey, V. What are we talking? Hey, V. What are we talking about here? What are we doing? Are we talking about 2016, V? We talking about that? What are we talking about? Hey, Jimmy, great interview with Dave Roberts. He is just a cool, down-to-earth guy. The Dodgers are stacked this year, more so than ever. If their pitching stays healthy, they're going to be hard to beat. Have a great one. Thanks, Scott in Milton. That's reasonable. Right now, I'm looking at the futures. Team futures right now. Dodgers are the favorites. Plus 350. Braves, second choice, plus 450. Astros, plus 800. Yankees, plus 1,000. I like that line. He does live. That was about as edgy as he gets. Hey, man, I I live in a common sense world. What, somebody was not going to ask us? That was a very honest response about Shohei. Remember that whole thing about... Oh, oh, Shohei's team made it very clear. You are not to discuss any negotiations or you're out. So the media asked, so Dave, you you met with Shohei, right? How'd that go? And he said, we did. And I think it went pretty well. And then all of a sudden, everybody lost their mind. Like, oh, great, great, great. You wrecked it. You wrecked it. Now you can't get him. Oh, because he's because he acknowledged meeting with the player and said that he felt the meeting went well. Said player is not going to take seven hundred million because he said that. Quote, not common sense. I like that response a lot. This one also from a guy who thinks he's on one. I think he's having a flare up personally. And by flare-up, I mean Venereal D is back for more. Hey, Bill Self, your team is only good because you have athletic players who can move laterally. My team sucks because I'm stuck with non-athletic losers who can't bang down low like me. Signed, Rick Pimptino. Venereal D in the fee. War Rick Pitino calling his package... An unlimited breadstick. V. Hey, V, save it for the X. Actually, V, do whatever the hell you want. This guy's on something, or onto something. Landon 2. Quote, Bill Self ejected for the J word? Bill Self must have said Jardians. Well played. Especially if the fat was, uh, uh, especially if the ref were overweight. Uh Thanks, Alvy. Imagine him dropping that J-bomb on an overweight ref. Hey, man. Hey, man. How do you miss that? You can't even get up and down the floor. You know why? You know why you miss that? You're out of, you're out of position. You're a part of the nation. The JN. The JN. I have typed you down. You're out of here, self. Take the rest of the night off. Yeah, yeah, really? Mix in a salad. JN. Hashtag JN. Get out of here, self. 
That's two. You're gone. Really? That's two. I'm gone. JN. That's three. Get out of here. That's three. Really? Why don't you push away from the table for once, JN? That's four. You're done for the rest of the year. Hey, Tan Man. Not even close, bud. Hey, Tan Man. Did you say there is a storm watch in L.A.? Hope all you L.A. residents have fun driving on the same roads as all the D-bag phonies down there that don't know how to drive in the rain. Just enjoy the more horrendous traffic than usual, too. Signed, Mario in SF. War L.A. residents driving in the rain being more entertaining than the NBA All-Star game. Hey, Mario. Everything is more entertaining than the NBA All-Star game. Even you. And you sound even baggier than you usually sound, Mario. Believe me. L.A. cracking back on Frisco is the easiest thing in the world, but I'm not going to lower myself to your level, Mario. I'll let Charles Barkley handle that for me. If you had a chance of being cold or being around a bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco, (laughs) when you... Oh, that's crazy. You're not welcome. You're not welcome. No, we don't. Yes, we do. You can't even walk around down there. Yes, you can walk around. (laughs) Yeah, with a bulletproof bag. You know how people often say that that's the best studio show in the history of TV? It might be. And you know why? That guy. That guy. That guy saying those things. That's why that show is so amazing. That guy saying those things. Mario. 1-800-636-8686. So, I want to talk about Rick Pitino <laughs> yesterday. That rant was so good. It was so good and so out of hand. And a day later, he's not taking back any of it. In fact, he's doubling down. If you're going to go in on that many people and name drop that many people and name check that many people, you may as well double down. In fact, you almost have to double down, which he did. I want to reset that. Also, there's a story I want to get to. There was a tight end from Miami a couple of weeks back who was granted his ninth year of eligibility. Ninth, which is pretty incredible. I always laugh at that because I wanted to grant myself a fifth year of eligibility when I went to college. Academic eligibility, by the way. And my old man was not having any of that. Never mind that education was pretty cheap back then. Jay was having none of that. Cam McCormick got a ninth year of football eligibility. And a lot of you lost your mind. Like, that's not cool. Come on, man. You just don't want to join the real world. Right. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't trade places with that guy? Isn't college the best time of your life? And then if you could do it all over again, wouldn't you? How many of you listening right now would say, man, if I could go back to college for even one month, or if I could go back to college for even one week, If I could go back to college for one weekend, if I could go back to college for one keg party, that'd be pretty cool. And I I don't mean in a Larry Eustachy kind of way either, or a Pervin liar kind of way either. I just mean like at our current age, then. It's Alabama every week. This dude's going to get a ninth year. And, And so many of you lost your mind. Like, who wouldn't do that, given the chance? Well, I found somebody who might be more impressive than getting nine years of eligibility and the reason why he did it. 
I don't want to give it away, but good story. See, I'm looking to bring you good stories. Also, remember when I had Will Anderson on the week of Super Bowl? And I said, what do you make of your head coach, Nick Saban, going over to the media? Is he not, in fact, rat poison? For years, all we've heard is the dictator going on and on and on about the media being rat poison. Rat Man, poison. they're just feeding you full of platitudes and positivity, and it's just rat poison. It's going to blow your head up. You're going to feel good about yourself. You're going to forget about the process. You're not going to do the work because you're going to believe all the hype. You know what that is? It's rat poison. Rat poison. I mean, it's hilarious. It's actually a great phrase. Rat poison. Rat poison. One problem. Nick is now a member of the media, a prominent member of the media. And do you think for one second Nick is not going to go back to Tuscaloosa as a member of the media and be asked, what do you think about the team? Do you think the team is going to win? You think for one second that guy is ever, ever, ever going to say anything critical about Alabama? Anything critical about their chances in any game? Hell, Alabama... Could be a 500 team and also ran playing the Chiefs and he'd pick them. Of course, if that's not the very definition of rat poison, what is? How ironic is that? The thing that for years this guy decried rat poison, rat poison, rat poison. He's now rat poison. And that's not me, me hating. That's, you know, to quote Dave Roberts, I live in a common sense world. If a guy thinks that the media is rat poison and then the guy becomes the media and the media, in fact, was rat poison because all they do is say positive things about Alabama, then he's rat poison. What, he's going to be negative about Alabama ever? Come on. My man. You immediately became the thing that you've hated most for years. Rat poison. How does that work? All right, all of that's still ahead. Don't go anywhere. And hopefully, you'll do your part. And you'll get up in here. Either via phone, or the X platform, or email. Bottom of the hour, so let's get you that sports update. Here it is. Here is Rich Ackerman. From Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Sorry that it took me a moment to get back. I'm I'm sifting through all the Dave Roberts hate, which is very hard for me to believe, but not at all. Clones, not all beef jerky is the same. Old Trappers, original old-fashioned, teriyaki, hot and spicy, and peppered all come in four-ounce bags. That way you can sample different flavors and find the best one for you. Ask for Old Trapper by name because don't the jerky compares Old Trapper. What's the beef? That's the old school sound of me crumpling up your paper submissions. Thankfully, we now go paperless. Remember that? That would be me reading some absolute garbage. And just like, like this. This is me 
crumpling it up and throwing it away because I don't want that garbage. I would set it on fire if I could. Because throwing it away, somebody might actually go into the trash can and find it and see it. Like this guy. At Bryclop Returns. Yes, Rome, we get it. You're enamored with Dave Roberts. Can you name one time that Dave did something to win a game besides expecting someone to hit a pinch hit home run? Hey, Bryclop, I'm enamored with Dave Roberts. You know what I'm not enamored with? Crap like that from you. Did you just say to me, can I name one thing that he's ever done to win a game besides expecting somebody to hit a pinch hit home run? Well, I mean, as a player or a manager, he had one pretty big stolen base. That was a pretty big thing that he did to win a pretty big game. But as a manager, let me think, Klopp. Let me think. Over the years, has Dave Roberts done anything, even one thing, to win a game? Not even a big game. A game besides expecting someone to hit a pinch hit home run. Because that's what they do. They let a guy like that manage a premier organization who brings nothing to it other than sitting on his ass and waiting for somebody to hit a pinch hit home run. That's why he's such a good manager. He's really good at sitting around waiting for somebody to hit a pinch hit bomb. I don't know, dude, either that or the fact that he has the sixth highest manager win percentage in the history of baseball. If you are or have the sixth highest winning percentage of any manager in the history of the game, you've probably made a few good decisions to win baseball games, I would allege. I don't know, Klopp, or should I call you Bry? He has the highest regular season winning percentage of any manager since 1948. So probably over a period of that time, he's done one or two things to win a game. Klopp. 2016 National League Manager of the Year. I bet he did something that year to win a game. Won a World Series as a manager. Bet he made a good decision that year. NL West champion. Good division, by the way. Really good division. NL West champion in seven of eight seasons as a Dodger manager. Probably did more than sit on his ass waiting for somebody to hit a pinch hit home run. Klopp. Hey, Bryklop. At Bryklop Returns. Go back to where you returned from, Klopp Bry. I, I don't understand hate generally, but there's some portions of hate I will never understand. And the Dave Roberts hate, I don't get. Oh, wait. Remember that one year he didn't win the division? Remember how I just said he won it every year but once? The one year he didn't win the division, he did win 106 games. But I know he had nothing to do with that either. He had nothing to do with the 106 games that they won. However, every game they lost that year was his fault. 
Am I right, Clop Rye? Yo, Plop Clop, go back to where you return from. What do you mean you returned? Nobody even knew you were gone, dude. Nobody knew you were gone. Nobody was looking for you. Nobody even knew who you were until that. So if you were trying to get people to look at you, you succeeded. Brycloth returns. Dude, we didn't even know you were gone. You know why we didn't know you were gone? Because we didn't even know you. Hey, Jim. Tell that goof Mario in SF. Great. He can drive in the rain. Ask him if he can walk in an SF park without stepping on dirty needles, though. I'll take a fender bender over hepatitis or the HIV any day. Brad in the 360, cycling degenerate. You know, we're not here to make jokes about, quote, the HIV. We're not making light of the HIV. One guy, one time, called the show and did this. Mark in Chicago. Or maybe it's for that pill. You know that pill that, that people take before they wrestle with someone who's attained the HIV? I mean, what kind of drug is that anyway? I, uh, That's not a good call. No. You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Not a very good call. That was so uncalled for. But caught me so off guard. I'm not going to lie to you. That one phrase. What kind of pill is that? That he attained the HIV and nothing happened. I mean, just so irresponsible. And what that doesn't mean, Brad, is you can just start throwing that phrase around like it's all right. Especially if you're trying to in somehow, some way placate me or connect with me. That's not the way to do it. You know how to get my respect? Have a good take. That's how you get my respect. You know how you get my respect and my admiration? By making it better. Like Amber. This is why I like Amber and respect Amber. Amber makes it better. Romy, Dave Roberts is the Mike Tomlin of the MLB. It doesn't matter how good of a manager he is or that the team loves the guy. The fans will always be haters. Hashtag bags. Yeah, Rome, of course you like her. All she does is regurgitate what you say. That's not true either. That's not true. I like her because she has good takes and she makes it better. It says, which do you think was the worst exhibition of competitive basketball? The All-Star Game or Space Jam 2? War Gauchos, IV, Freebirds, and Sam's to go. Eric M., First time ATP here. Hey, bro. Believe me, I'm all for a newbie. I'm all for some fresh meat for the ATP. But the ATP segment is on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Not today. Luckily for you, I'm going to answer this one. What was the worst exhibition of competitive basketball? The All-Star Gamer Space Jam 2? The All-Star Game was an absolute disgrace, but nothing will ever be worse than Space Jam 2. Ever. Ever. And also, you can war the Gauchos, and Isla Vista, and Freebirds, and yes, Sam's to go. 
But if you're going to mention sandwiches ever, you best damn put Ike in your mouth. You have to mention Ike's. Because even though I came up on Sam's to go in IV, my man Merdod has never named a sandwich after me. Ike's has. Ike has. The Jim Rome. And the crew. Ike gave the XR4TI its own Sando. Let me tell you something. Mm. The All-Star game was a disgrace. The All-Star game was an insult to the sport of basketball. Why do you think Ears was so upset afterwards? He didn't even try and hide it. He knew. You scored the most points. I'm not denying that. Congratulations. I'm not sugarcoating it. I'm not going to cover for them. It was a disgrace. It was insulting. It's getting worse. All that said, still not nearly as insulting or as disgraceful or as offensive as Space Jam 2. Not only the worst movie ever, but maybe the worst thing I've ever seen. Just terrible, man. And the worst part is, it ruined an unbelievable franchise that should have carried on year after year after year, generation after generation after generation. The first movie, if there's there's probably no such thing as a perfect movie, except Space Jam and maybe White Chicks. Baseball bat. Get this guy a tennis racket. How do you go from a perfect movie with the worst movie ever? I mean, I know sequels never live up to it. Die Hard 2. But they're not supposed to be the worst movie ever. You don't chase the best movie ever with the worst movie ever. And that's exactly what they did. No names mentioned. Braun. So to answer your question, even though it's not an ATP day, that. Hour three next. You're welcome. Welcome.